welcome back to another episode of the Creative Convoys podcast. I am Josh. And I'm Aaron. And today we are doing a interesting topic that I think, uh, Aaron, I think you brought it up, I think, or at least you yeah, wrote it down. Yeah. Yes, I, I thought so about it. So would you like it. to... Uh, and yeah. today's topic is going to be about the idea of your current self looking at your future self okay in in other words it's the beginner today looking at the professional tomorrow and how that is going to make you push past resistance and i thought of this topic because i was listening to a lecture by jordan peterson right and he's talking about the concept of your current self yeah as in the child today right that the, the, the yeah. child today is basically the father of a man it, he is the father of the man tomorrow so it's 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 kind of like a weird inverted kind of illustration it's like how how can how can right. the child how can the child like take care of a grown man so how, how yeah. does that how does that make sense like yeah, yeah it does not make sense like if it if it was two people like two different people right but uh-huh. when you think about yourself and you think about who you are now versus who you'll be in say 10 years time or 20 years time so like if you if you're 20 years old today and you were thinking about the person that you would become in the future say uh, like in in 20 years time that that means like you you're 40 years old right Mm -hmm. or say you're 40 years old and you're thinking about the person that you're gonna be when you're 60 years old then it kind of brings everything into this perspective where as a 20 year old you're you're still you're still really young like you're still probably considered like still a kid or a child in in terms of thinking (laughs) right or maturity but when you're 40 years old oh gosh right where if you're if you're 40 years old that you're not you're not that young anymore yeah, and yeah. You're, you're more of middle-aged adult, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's an interesting way to go about it because when you're 20 years old, you have pretty much your whole life ahead of you and you can plan you can plan for yeah, you can pretty much plan for the next 5, 10, 20 years in terms of yeah. job in terms of finding someone to date and getting married and having kids and building up the necessary skills to be good at, at your job or be good at whatever you you set yourself out to do. Yeah. And it's almost that when you're 20, you have way more potential to develop your skills. Uh-huh. And then when you're when you're forty years old and you're middle aged and you're looking back to you're looking back to what you did when you were twenty mm-hmm. and you see us and you remember seeing yourself that 
when you were 20, you were busily developing yourself and applying yourself to your life goals in the area of money and the, in the area of relationships and in the area of education. So much so that when you're 40 and you're in middle age, you go, mm-hmm. man, I, 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 have, I have a great career and I have the necessary education to take my career to, the, to greater heights and yeah. I have a savings plan and I, I have... I have invested myself in, in, yeah, in in the right kinds of investments, and I, I have, I have saved enough money to feed my family and to feed myself, and mm-hmm. I have, I have a partner who loves me, and I have children who respect me, and you look back and you go, wow, I'm I'm glad I did the legwork as a twenty something. Because right. if I did not, I wouldn't be the person that I was today. So in that sense, that 20-something guy, that 20-something version of myself was actually the dad providing for me in terms of education and career and mm-hmm. relationships. Like it's, not, like, it's not an outside person the same way your dad is like another person. It's... It's the same person, but it's a younger person or a, or a younger version of yourself taking care of yourself uh, from the start so that when you're 40 years old, you have all the necessary skills to, to thrive as an adult. In the same way that uh, our, our parents, when we were young, they would invest in, in our education and in food and health and mm-hmm. helping us uh, get a good yeah find get a good school and so that when we were adults like we had all the skills of I mean of course we we also had to do the work but yeah when we were when we finally turned twenty like we have all the skills we need to survive and we we thank our parents for that and in the mm-hmm. same way we can also thank our our past selves for. Mm-hmm helping to bring us to where we are today and right. i would like i would like to apply this idea to being creative and right creativity in general because hmm. all right with like starting starting with myself right like once again i feel like we are talking about our history and our background <laughs> but yeah i feel like this is it's it's the history at a different take because we're not going to talk about random stuff like, oh, when I was a kid, I, I don't know. You like, like I, dinosaurs. I, I like dinosaurs. I, I puked all, all over my mom when I was five. It's like... It's, <laughs> this is some knowledge I do not need to hear, that's for sure. It's so, like, it's so anecdotal, but it's more anecdotal for just, yeah, just yeah, yeah. for its sake. Whereas like today, we, we're going to talk about something that is more intentional in terms sure. of being creative so sure sure and it's yeah like it's interesting because when i was when i was 18 i i didn't think about where i was going to go in terms of mm. music like yeah at yeah. that age i just enjoyed music so much and listening to all my favorite bands 
it just felt that 18 was the time for me to to start getting into music and to start learning instruments yeah and it's it's interesting the factors that that were in place when i first started especially when it came to learning (coughs) the guitar and drums because when i first started i didn't even have a guitar right and so i first started learning to play drums and yeah i didn't have a drum kit either but it wasn't impossible to learn the drums without a drum kit because it was yeah it was a matter of hand and foot coordination which did not require a drum kit to practice because mm-hmm. that that's what every beginner drummer must do when they start playing is that they need to yeah. get their hand and foot coordination down when they when they yeah. get started so mm-hmm. and it's interesting like looking back at those times when i first started is that man if i had that particular mindset of oh i don't have a drum kit so i can't i can't learn to play the drums mm. i i think that would have severely limited my potential right as a drummer as in i probably would have started playing drums later and mm. only and that whole mindset of needing a drum kit would mean that I would have only started playing when I started working, which right. which then would put further impediments on my journey because when I start working, I didn't have the same amount of free time I had when I was in uni and when yeah. I was younger. And it's like a whole chain of events that probably would have affected the, the type of musician I would be today if I had that mm. different mindset, but because yeah, yeah. At, at 18, like, okay, I would admit that I was not the most mature guy at 18, but at the <laughs> same, at the same time, I had, I had the insight or maybe the realization that, you know what? I didn't need a drum kit. I, I was go I'm going to make do with anything that I had. And, mm. and in an age before there was YouTube, and before there was, yeah, before there was things that you could find so easily on the internet, yeah, I feel that, yeah, I just made use of everything that I had mm. and just, yeah, just went with it. And yeah. because of that, like, like right now, like many years, like half a lifetime later, <laughs> yeah. I, I look back and I go, you know what? Like, I'm glad that I started anyway, even though mm. I didn't have a drum kit and even though I was severely limited because with all these years of playing, it just compounded all the skills and the experience. And mm. it, yeah, and I feel that if my 18-year-old self had, had, had told me that it's impossible to play without a drum kit, like mm. my current self would be you know what like man i i i would have probably just said man i wish i had started earlier like right. i i still feel that that i wish that i had started earlier right it's like mm. oh i wish i had started the day i was born almost but it's <laughs> it's impossible to wish those things right because yeah i mean it's mm. it's like it's I had no inclination in music whatsoever when I was right. eight 
or when I was 10 yeah, yeah. or when I was 12. Right. Like I was still in various creative incarnations of myself. Like yeah, at yeah, 14, yeah. I was like, I was a poet. And at eight and at eight years old, I was <laughs> I was a dinosaur paleontologist. And, <laughs> you were an archaeologist. An archaeologist, and and it's only at eighteen I became yeah a musician. Right. And it's and it, I think at that time like I finally solidified my interest to start yep. playing properly because before yeah, that yeah. I was jumping. I was jumping from dinosaurs to jet fighters to outer space right, yeah. to all that, all yeah, the things yeah. that a kid used to jump through when they were younger. But yeah, but I think just having that passion and having that interest oh, to yeah. becoming a good drummer mm-hmm. uh, enabled me to push past the resistance of not yeah. having a drum kit. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because at 18, I didn't, I, of course, I, I didn't know who Jordan Peterson was and <laughs> yeah. I didn't have the concept of the future self looking yeah. back at, at the past self or what the present self had to do with the future self. But I just knew that I really wanted to play the drums and I really yeah. wanted to play it well. And yeah, yeah. there was no obstacle that was too big to overcome mm, and yeah i think that's that that i i always felt that that was my my 18 year old father mm. back then as inarticulate and as as immature as he was back then he still had the foresight to just push through and develop yep. the skills to mm. to to become the man that I am today, having all all these skills, and basically being able to go to greater heights with my yeah. my music, and yeah. it's it's very and and it's only when I heard of Jordan Peterson speaking about this idea of the child being the father of the man that it it kind of clicked on me in the way that I thought, huh, you know what? Like, I feel like I have been applying this for, mm. for a large portion of my life through my creative yep. journey, through my music. And it's only now that I've actually realized it and that I am so much better off for it because of, yep. of the things that I did when I was 18. And mm-hmm. I don't know what your experience is like, Josh, or how, how you can take uh, Jordan Peterson's concept and try to use it to explain your creative journey and in pushing resistance. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah. So like, so looking back, so when I started, huh? Yeah. I mean, you know, like it's interesting. You know, one thing that actually struck with me when you were talking about um, wishing, like, oh, I wish I started earlier. Right. Just thinking about it now. Um, I think, like, yeah, I think. I mean, it's interesting you say that because at least for me, like just for context, I'm like in my early, like I'm in, I'm like 25 or whatever. So I'm still like, (laughs) I'm still technically within that age group. I'm still technically being a kid, I guess, at this rate by comparison. But, you know, like for me anyway, like it's interesting you and you're saying how um, like, oh, if only I wish, like sometimes I wish I start earlier, right? I think for me, like there are some things that I wish I start early. Like sometimes I'm like, hmm, would would things have been different if I started, say, 
getting into YouTube earlier, right? Would yeah. things have been different, right? Yeah. The thing is, is though, so like I was like thinking, well, if I was to get into YouTube earlier, it would have been when I was in high school. The problem, but I also realized is that those are very formative years for me where high school for me anyway, growing up, when that was when I was really getting into music, you know, and that was all I really focused on as far as like, um, you know, just jamming with friends and trying to write songs and just trying to like create something that sounds good, right? You're learning all these things. And I think, I think if I had tried to get into YouTube that early on, I may not have necessarily, I may have diluted that process in a way, you know, where right, right. I, I think, I, I think a lot of the skills that I've learned over the years, I think a lot of the foundation of what I do is really in those early high school days where I like I was jamming with friends. We would we'd play all kinds of songs. We would just um, and then also I was just like obviously I was taking music as a subject, right? So yeah, those so those were some really like I think I think yeah like when I look back at like um when I look at the past self and I look at where I'm at now, I guess I um I think like yeah I think I. I, I look at back and I'm thinking how I think I really soaked up as much of my music education as I could, you know, and and whatever I could use to help me get better at stuff, I would use that as an opportunity, you know. So, for example, like even freaking English class, right? I, I, I was very blessed that I had a great um, English teacher, I think either in year 10, I think. Um, and uh, he you know, we, we, we looked at, like, we looked at Shakespeare, we looked at books by, um, what was it, uh, the book, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, Lord yeah. of the Flies, and these really, I think, like, looking back now in terms of my lyrical style and, like, just my overall approach, just my overall, even just my overall aspect on life, like, I think those, that really shaped the way I can, I conveyed art, you know, you have, yeah. like, where, you have you have like the Shakespearean aspect where it's like learning how to write. How do you write like learning about poetry and how do you um, rhyming like how like the rhyming patterns of things and all that kind of stuff. And then the metaphors that Shakespeare would use in those poetry and stuff like that. And then you look at and then learning about like To Kill a Mockingbird and Lord of the Flies. These are great examples of 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 works of art where they were able to have something that was that is enjoyable right you know yeah. it's a book it's a novel right but it's still able to have a conversation about some really um some really culturally important things you know lord of the flies looks at the idea of mob mentality right what happens when yeah. you have a society that isn't ruled by that isn't governed by some kind of moral code this is what happens you know like yeah but it's like where and it's a kind of an it's an interesting kind of take on that where yeah you basically like you know these kids just turn crazy you know and then you and then you have to kill a mockingbird which is it a talk it talking about the whole racism and talks about really some really heavy stuff right and yeah i think like that really shaped me as a as now a, like i look back now and the way i write and i think it's really helped even just shape the way i think about things and the way i go up when i approach creating songs or stuff like that um looking at what am I writing that is, is what I'm writing, is there some kind of, is there something that will culturally, that's culturally relevant, you know, to people? What's what, is what I'm writing culturally relevant to the times that I'm in? Yeah. 
yeah. um, and and whatnot. So, yeah, I think like and obviously in like taking music class in high school was such a great thing because for me, like I just absorbed this much like music theory and knowledge and whatever I could understand about music as I could. You yeah. know, where now, like, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, if, I mean, first of all, it's been a long time since I've looked at like intervals, like what's the interval between notes, but all that stuff really, even though I don't really like, I don't directly use it. Um, I don't think about, oh, how am I going to transpose this, uh, this, these sets of notes so then it'll fit for a trumpet because the trumpet actually, you know, you actually have to transpose it up. So then when they yeah. play that note, it works in like, it sounds the same. It's like that, like, this is some super geeky musical stuff, but yeah, yeah. like, I don't necessarily apply it, but all these little things came like, you know, are just embedded in my own um, in me. So now when I'm in the situation where it's like, oh, I need to transpose the song it's like, oh, I have a vague idea of what chords are, what are the chords in this key that we're changing, like that I might be changing this song into, right? I I know exactly roughly what kind of chords I'm going to when I'm transposing yeah. from one key to another, or I know like, oh, okay, that particular key has those, you know, has what, X number of flats when I'm trans, I have to transcribe it for someone. I have all this knowledge that now like um, really can come in handy, especially when I'm like collaborating with people and, and whatnot. So yeah, I think like, yeah, when I look at the past self anyway, I think, you know, back then anyway, I don't think, yeah, I was thinking about, you know, how it was going to help me. I just absorbed as much information as I could, I guess. And I never really, um, I think I never really thought about that kind of stuff, I guess, in a way. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. I think, and I think that's, um, maybe that, and you know, maybe for some people like, it is good to have that kind of mindfulness of things of, yeah, like, you know, trying to think about when you are pushing through these tough times when you're a beginner, really pushing through them and just keeping in mind that these are foundational things or things that you want to learn or stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I, I think, yeah, like that's how I would approach it, I guess, if I was starting younger or if I was, you know, but yeah, I think for me, I just always had that hunger, I guess, you know, where yeah. I, I didn't, it was just like, I don't even know what you would call it. I guess, yeah, I guess hunger or uh, it was just that drive to just absorb as much as I could for this goal of playing music and writing music and wanting to do all those things. Like it wasn't, and it wasn't like as if I was thinking about it from any future perspective, to be honest. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I, I don't think it was something like that for me, at least. I think okay. it was just the. I think it's more like now in retrospect, I'm like, oh yeah, I can see how those things benefited me. But I think yeah, for me, yeah. it's like, it was more like, I guess in a way, like thinking about it now, it's like, yeah, I guess it did, you know, what I did. Like, I'm very glad that I took all that, you know, I really dedicated my time for that kind of stuff. And I think every these different periods of time really have helped shaped me the, to become, I guess, the creative I am today now, where I wouldn't be the writer that I am today if it wasn't, if it wasn't for those fundamental, those foundational things. Right. And then yeah, yeah. once I got, to, once I got to uni and then, you know, that's when I really, um, really started getting better at songwriting and, um, really focusing on, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff and then getting into YouTube because at that, at that point, I already had a pretty good foundation of, of music, right. And experience where, um, yeah, I could like, you know, flex my, like stretch myself more into getting into like, you know, just uploading videos and stuff like that, you know? And, um, and then ever since now, you know, like moving up and like, like further along the line, getting into, 
you know, now I'm like, I'm more in, I've got, I've gone into like, you know, cameras and learning about shutter speed and how, yeah. how do you, how do you create a move, like a, a music video and all these things. Right. Yep. But they, but these were like, it was all sequential. It, it was like one thing led to another. I think that's, and I think that's one thing that's really um, cool about creativity is that one, um, one art form, you, you never really like, one art form will just flow into another one. You know, you look at, say, for ex- like, it's all this, like, very, it's this very beautiful cycle of, like, one door into one art form will lead you down a path, and then it will it'll open a door to another path, and they'll just, your, your, your creative um, knowledge just expands, like, exponentially, you know? Like, I think the more curious you are and the more driven you are to do these kinds of creative things, I think it will really man the sky is the limit in terms of like what you can do in terms of if you just let yourself just follow this like you know just be creative and just to keep going and going and like just just always be like um pushing through even if like the funny thing is for me like it was never intentional it was just my natural inclination to push into those things you know yeah i'm at you know and like i think i just naturally like find myself I guess, developing myself. I mean, I literally like was playing Aaron something like about an hour ago, right? And he was like, wow, this is rad. Like, this is pretty like different, like in terms of like, I mean, it's rocks, it's still rock stuff, but it's like, there's just a vibe about it that's so different, right? And I think for me, I'm always um, pushing the boundaries of what I can do in terms of like stretching myself. And even if it's hard, I think I see resistance. I think now I see resistance or difficulty as, and opportunity, at least creatively, anyway. I mean, I mean, resistance in general is not fine. I'll tell you that much. I mean, yeah, yeah. Especially relation, whether it's relationally or anything like that, it's it's not fun. But fortunately for me, I I think I've wired myself when it comes to creativity, where learning to take um, something that I'm not so familiar with, but having that drive to get better at it. Yeah. I think that's um, that's something that I've learned, I guess, to. Uh, develop or to just let myself just you know be inspired and to just keep just to do it you know so I guess um, yeah. I guess that's kind of my take on that I guess I don't know if that was very helpful but I think like I mean for any of you guys that are listening anyway like um, you know just uh, at least if the if that was one thing you can take away from at least from my experience anyway and like the whole looking at the current self and looking to being the pro because like I think I think to kind of to bring it back to the original title or topic, right? It's like looking at how, where you are currently at and how can you get to the future self, right? Or where yeah, you want to yeah. be, right? Correct me if I'm wrong if, if I'm misinterpreting that. But I would say like, you know, like, I mean, if I look at myself anyway, um, you know, I there's definitely certain goals that I want to achieve. You know, there's definitely certain things I want to put out. Like there's definitely stuff I want to do. Um, and... The main thing is is with that is that if I was to be more conscious about it, and I guess it, I am a little bit more conscious of it now that I've gotten older, um, it's, yeah, like looking at what can you do right now that's going to help you in the long run, right? So if your goal yeah. is to be, if your goal is to be a professional musician or to be a songwriter or stuff like that, the current self, like if you are learning to, say you're a musician and you want to just, your goal is to just get good at writing, right? Your future, the future self is like, you want to get good at songwriting, for example. Um, 
then I would I would then suggest then putting in places where you will force yourself to write, you know? Yeah. Force yourself to start writing, you know? You won't get better instantly, I'll tell you that much. Um, but the idea is that you you need to put in the time, I guess, and look look at the things that are that are gonna help benefit you to get to that goal, you know? So yeah. with songwriting, for example, just write a whole lot of songs, basically. Just keep writing, keep writing, keep recording. If you can record these song ideas onto your phone or something like that, great. Just some, I mean, all, I'm sure half of you guys have phones or at least like, I mean, 99% of you that are listening should have a, probably will have a phone or something or some kind of way to record something, right? Um, but yeah, just like look at, just start with that, you know, just start writing lots of songs, just keep writing, maybe show friends, you know, maybe have like a, like a friend that you trust and show them like, hey, I've got, or, or a person that's maybe a little bit more musically um not musically more senior uh, musically more i guess experienced yeah where you know you can show them the song and they can be like oh cool yeah like that's a cool idea maybe you can change they can and they can kind of like you can trust them with this idea that they're not gonna laugh at you right and yeah and they're actually gonna right. give you somewhat creative like or some kind of like help to help you like be like oh yeah like this song is good or like you know, like, oh, yeah, like, I like how you did that and that. And they can kind of be like, or, or, and they can kind of give you advice if you feel like you're struggling with something. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe you should think about changing this lyric or maybe, yeah, maybe that chord progression is, um, maybe this is not the exact, maybe you should change these chord progressions a little bit because it's just not working or stuff like that. But putting these actions into play, and I will tell you that if you do these little things like that, um, you will get better to the and then your future self will be hopefully anyway your future self will be someone that is good at writing songs by then i mean it worked for me i guess <laughs> yeah yeah you know definitely and, but yeah like it's that whole thing of like i mean um what's that 80 20 rule where 20 80 percent of the work is in the 20 percent right and i think it's that it's that same thing where you start with the little things start with those little 20 percent that 20 percent things that are actually really important but will help you get to get the bulk of that stuff yeah you know yeah so i don't know if that i don't know if that was helpful or not but at least like that's how i i guess that's my kind of take on that idea i guess that you've put across aaron yeah yeah okay yeah i mean that's uh interesting take so because it's i guess like when we were younger it's like we didn't have this whole concept of the present self looking at the future self i think most of the time when we when we are told these <laughs> concepts it's more of our parents yeah. it's more of our parents saying hey boy you got to study hard so that <laughs> yeah. in the future in the yeah. future you will yeah, have a yeah, good yeah, job yeah. and yeah, you'll be yeah, able to yeah, raise yeah, a yeah. family and yeah you'll have yeah, a, yeah yeah you'll be a, i think yeah i think the best I, I mean i think with that kind of stuff for example it's like i think the best thing you can do is if it is something that you're interested in, i mean first and foremost it still has to be something you're interested in right I yeah think, definitely yeah i think like like with homework for example like i mean unless you are into that stuff i wasn't that into that stuff um like unless like you have to be interested in it you know like for me like i was super interested i like i loved music i still do i love music to this day i love i just love it right so um you know, I think you still need to be there. I think there needs to be some kind of form of interest, I think, in whatever you're doing. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that maybe try to like, 
Like, and I think you naturally will find those little things that will help. Like, if you're driven enough anyway, you'll you'll look into these things and find out how to do these things that you're that you want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and it's yeah, I think it's uh, interesting that how this concept of looking to the future, like looking at your future self, it's it's more of an aspirational thing. And yeah. I know we talked about pushing past resistance before and mm. I see this aspirational mindset of mm. the current self looking at the possibility of what the future self could be. I right. think it's it's a very useful tool in mm. pushing yeah. past resistance and overcoming yeah. limitations and challenges. Well, I mean that I mean, you know, like I mean just like even to quote like Jordan Peterson because I've actually like I, I'm i also kind of a big fan of Jordan Peterson yeah I remember him saying talking about that idea of how you need to find something where uh is it the why will justify the how you know okay okay I think where like no matter like where even though you go through all this quote-unquote suffering like I mean it's, it's a really not I mean you don't have to use that word but like you need to find a reason where um you you can put yourself through all these trials and tribulations, right? But you know that it's gonna you're gonna come out oh like you're gonna come out better in the end, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And I think it's that I think it is that mindset where when you're working on something, right? Whether it's learning guitar or something like that, the thing that helps you push like if you think about it like just learning an instrument, right? The thing that helps you push through that, right? You look at any guitar player that's learned to push through certain struggles or stuff like that with their instrument. The the why, the the thing that they that helped them was the why, and the why was that they wanted to get better. You know, they yeah. loved the instrument, and they and that justified them spending time at home just practicing every day, just struggling trying to get bar chords or trying to get that lick or trying to learn how to like or trying to learn that song that's what helps them justify like that why is what helps them justify those the the struggles that they're going through yeah you know yeah Yeah. and it's like that's an interesting take about the why and that and Mm. in the sense that that why is a a big empathy impetus in pushing the yeah. person to learn all those licks and those chords and yeah. if i was to add another layer of uh, or, or another approach to it it's almost that the idea of of the of that person doing all that all that pushing and that learning it's almost that that person is being a father to himself or that person's mm inner father is making him go through those licks and those chords and pushing him to learn it and saying that oh it's not oh we're not there yet but we're we're getting somewhere just keep keep on pushing and 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 then finally being able to play that lick or that chord many years down the road and and Mm -hmm. then looking back and saying you know i'm glad my quote unquote father or inner father push me yeah. to learn all those licks and chords because I yeah. it's yeah it's it's made me into the musician I am today and yeah. coming from my experience as well in playing guitar that I 
I didn't have again. I didn't. First of all, I didn't have the instrument. But once、mm-hmm. I did, I quickly found out that my fingers were not very suited for guitar because <laughs> I had very short fingers. So、right. and、uh, I think I had this thing with my joints or my cartilage where it was not the most steady、uh, fingers when I was fingering chords or even when I was playing drums, and that could have easily have been made into an excuse where I'm、yeah. like, it's too hard. I can't stretch my fingers. I don't have. The same long fingers that Jimi Hendrix has, and it's like I can't wrap、yeah. my my, I can't wrap my hand around the guitar neck the same way that he can or other musicians、yeah. can, and there's so many excuses. But、mm-hmm. at the same time, I I wanted to play the guitar so bad, and I wanted to yeah, be yeah, a musician yeah. so bad that yeah, yeah yeah any shortcoming was not an impediment. And、yeah, you had the drive. Yeah, that's right, and and that was enough to push past the resistance. And yeah, if I was to f- to reframe it, it would be almost as if that I was a father to my current self in、yeah. pushing for it and yeah yeah and striving to create that music and、mm-hmm. that sound. And in terms of say learning new genres like jazz or blues, which I was. Really trying to get into and、mm-hmm. having had no kind of formal formal education how to play these kinds of things, it's、right. yeah it's like when I look at my when I remember the past history of going through YouTube videos, looking at tabs and playing until the, to to the small hours of the morning and. Yeah, being locked up in my room for hours on end to the chagrin <laughs> of my housemates who thought I was really、uh. antisocial, and yeah, and being and and suddenly, well, to them, suddenly being able to play electric guitar the year after that, yeah, yeah. I feel that, yeah, that the inner the inner father in me, who pushed me and made me do all the work, think it's yeah, yeah his prodding. And is pushing paid off in the end, and yeah. it's yeah, it's about being able to look back.、Uh, now myself being a more mature or grown musician, being able to look back at my earlier days and going,、mm-hmm. oh, "Wow, you know, I, I'm I'm so glad that I had that inner light, that inner guiding sense of direction that、yeah. made me into." Who I was today, because、mm-hmm. without that, I would have just succumbed to excuses and to limitations、yep. that、uh, everyone else is subject to, and that really kind of brings me to look at other parts of myself as well, besides、yep. being creative, and go, "Hey, are there areas in my life that I feel like I should be pushing myself harder?" And、mm. again, like one area of resistance that I find is so easy to accept is the idea that oh, you don't have the right experience, or you don't have the right mentors, or you don't have the right people in your life to to get to where you are going. And 
there are so many excuses, right? But then when I draw from my previous experiences of not having a drum kit or yeah. not having access to a really good guitar, yeah, yeah, or not having, or not, or even not having a background in recording or audio engineering, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and having learned from all this experience, I'm now more confident to look at these excuses in the face and say, "That's ridiculous." Mm-hmm. I I have, I have been able to learn the drums without a drum kit. So with whatever new thing that I want to learn, I don't see the lack of resources or the lack of mentors as an excuse anymore. It, uh, yeah. The, like my my experiences now, like I I'm able to use them as anecdotes or tools to tra- <laughs> to transcend <laughs> yeah, yeah. the difficulties and to transcend the challenges that I'm facing today. And I find yeah. that this this whole idea of being creative and Mm. being able to develop an art or a style i feel like it's a very crucial tool to develop if you want to be able to rise up or to face up to new challenges in in your life having having the experience of being able to develop of having the 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 experience of pushing past resistance, basically, and yep. and having those memories of yourself being your own mm. father, pushing you and guiding you, I think is a very valuable thing because you're yep. able to to take that and adapt to your current situation and then being able to be the father to yourself again and say, wait a minute, these are just excuses. I, I can... Yep. I can definitely overcome these things and yeah it's not it's not easy and it's it's not instant yeah yeah but it's definitely going to be worth it that kind yeah. of thing and i think yeah like the the most recent example i have in mind is probably going to be music production yeah which in recent memory is probably going to go down as one of the hardest things that I've I've ever tried to do, and not mm. not having any experience or or having any idea or, or clue about the concepts of equalization or right. compression or limiting like these were alien concepts to me. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Then again, being able to draw from previous experience of, hey, I've I've learned how to play drums by myself. Or I've learned how to play the guitar. And yeah, yeah. this is just a new thing that I will be able to overcome because I I like doing this and I like making music. And I feel like, yeah, that that's like another manifestation of of the inner dad just mm-hmm. pushing me along and saying, you know, you got this. You just need to practice a little bit more or sleep on it. And come back to it again, and just right. keep going at it until until you get it. And I remember when I when I first when I recorded my first track, and rec- and comparing it to a professional recording, and going, "Oh, this is too daunting. I don't. Uh, like, it's <laughs> it's just it's way too difficult." And there were so many problems in my mix that 
Yeah, yeah. I didn't know where to start, and I remember. Yeah. I remember when I first started. To me, it was all about making things as loud as possible. Right. Like, that was that was like the simplest way to describe my state of being back then, and yeah. then being able to go on this journey mm-hmm. with with my inner father, and discovering that, oh, you know what, there's this thing called equalization, or you know what. There's this thing called dynamic range and mm-hmm. compression. You know what? Yep. There's this thing called stereo and panning and width. And just slowly being introduced to all these different concepts along the journey yeah. and having that inner inner person or that inner dad just speaking and guiding. Because yeah. some somehow as creatives, we know what is good and what is not. Even mm-hmm. if we don't know how to do it like say if like if we if you were a beginner guitarist it's like you you know exactly what's good but when you play you know that it's not good enough yet Mm. and and you you have you you still have a long way to go and i feel like the the idea of that yeah the the present self or the inner father guiding guiding you in order to reach to achieve that creative realization yep. i think that's important uh, because mm. i look at my music now i look at my guitar guitar playing now and i know that that i can still take it to the next level and i can still improve but mm-hmm. when i when i hear myself playing i'm like yeah, I like it. Like it's exactly yeah. how I want it to be. That the strumming mm-hmm. and the accenting is is how I want it to be, and I'm happy with it. And I mm. that there's nothing that can be improved on. I mean, there are more there are more concepts and more techniques and more chords to learn, always. But the the way my my playing is at the moment, like I'm happy with it, and it's only because yeah. I push myself through all the resistance of being out of time or being out of tune or playing the wrong chords or not playing the chords properly it's yeah, yeah it's it's that inner self guiding me all along the way and i think i don't know about you josh but it's probably mm. you might have had a similar experience as well when when learning yeah like learning music in high school like coming yeah. across concepts that you've you've never you've never come across before but at the same time you wanting to be a good musician so much that yeah just being able to embrace these concepts and and yeah. having that foresight to push yourself along the way to get them down um, yeah i guess so i mean yeah, I don't know. I think I'm just thinking about like some of the stuff that I learned in music class. I mean, maybe I'm just a genius and I just know I just figured it all out. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I think like, yeah, for me, I think, I guess I don't know if I, I'm trying to think back, Did was there really any, re- I guess so. I mean, there were definitely some musical concepts that I definitely like initially struggled with. Like, well, it wasn't concepts, but I do remember that there was one thing that I remembered was the idea of, um, musical notation and yeah what they would do in music class is that they would get you they would play you a piece right 
like it would be a simple melody right but they would play you a melody they would give you the starting note and then yeah. from there you basically have to f- notate that we start off with notating the rhythm right yeah yeah and then after that it was like notating the notes like that comes along with it and yeah. that was re- i remember that being a struggle for sure um yeah i don't know if i i don't know if i was thinking whether or not my future self will thank me later for it i guess i was kind of <laughs> yeah. like you know when you're in school you're just trying to survive you're just like i just trying to, i need to try to get through this thing right yeah 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 but i i would say like i mean i think i guess the cool thing is was that because i was so passionate about music um yeah i knew that i wanted to do well but because i knew that I think deep down inside, I knew that it might come in handy in the future. Um, I guess I pushed through, right? And like really practiced like listening to rhythm. Like I would practice like at home learning about like listening to like rhythms, like like these online tools that would play you rhythms and you would notate it down. And then after that, you would you can practice there's tools out there to help you learn how to practice notating down like notes. I mean, now I, I don't know if I could do that now again. I mean, maybe I could again, but it would take a bit more. I'd have to kind of relearn how to like, like certain things, like things to look out for. Yeah. But I mean, what it taught me in the long run was ear training. It was ear training. It taught me yeah. how to listen for like, um, like understanding like the thing that I'm hearing in my head in terms of notation of like rhythm, how yep. to put that down into like musical notes or how can I explain that to someone, yep. you know, yep. where it's like, Oh, what I'm playing is this and this. And it's like, it does. Um, and I'm playing a note that holds for, uh, you know, one quarter note and I play like a thing there. It's like, you can kind of, it, it kind of in the long run anyway, again, I don't really use those t- concepts as much, but it's, it's helped um, in terms of foundationally anyway. It helps, it helps me in the long run in terms of like listening for what I want to, I guess, go for, I guess. So yeah, yeah. I guess, hmm. yeah, I okay. guess in a sense there was something like that for me where, yep. yeah, learning music, there were definitely some moments of struggle like that where it's like trying to overcome that. And that was my way of overcoming. I just, I just worked harder, I guess. <laughs> I, guess yeah, that's yeah. How I've, I guess that's how I mitigate most things. I just have to work harder, I guess. Work harder. I yeah, I guess it's the whole Gary Vee thing, right? It's just like, just work harder. <laughs> just yeah. work harder. <laughs> very, very Asian response. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, it worked for me, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I, I think most of the time that is the case for a lot of people is that you just have to work harder. You know, like there's that whole thing of like, was it Casey Neistat talking about how he figured that the only way that he could be successful is that he just had to work harder than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is true in a sense that um, if yeah, if you want to get good at something and fat get some th- get somewhere fast, you just gotta put in the time. You know, you gotta work hard and work. And if you want to stand out, you gotta work harder than most people. You know, you gotta yeah, yeah. be that person that is willing to go above and beyond. Like for me, like there's been times where yeah, like I've um, sometimes. I mean, now I, I'm kind of I found kind of a good balance where I can yeah, I spend time with people, but um, also being like. Yeah, well, like I just want to stay home and work on music, you know, or yeah. like work on videos, you know, and yeah, that's, yeah. um, and yeah, that that you know, it comes with its own sacrifices, like that, you know, I've had to sacrifice. Um, I mean, fortunately, what I've done in the past is is kind of weigh up certain things, I guess, and prioritize things, and yeah, fortunately, I have like, I mean, for me, it's usually like that's how I kind of weigh it is like is uh, what's important to me, I guess, and that's how I can kind of decide for myself. Okay, is it worth me? not going to that thing or should I yeah. be, keep working on this thing? Right. And fortunately yeah, yeah. 
Unfortunately, I haven't had a situation where it's like almost like an ultimatum where it's like, you know, so for me, it's like, um, yeah, I've, I guess that's how I, uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but yes, there was a little, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to sacrifice, I guess. And yeah, yeah, you know, that, that, that comes, yeah, anything, anything that's worth doing takes sacrificing for, you know, it's like relationships, you know? Yeah, everything you know, it's relationships or anything creative, um, anything that's worth it. You know, you there are sacrifices that you do have to make in terms of stuff, and you know that comes with you know that comes with anything, right? So, yeah, definitely, you know. definitely, and yeah, I would. I just want to maybe take a slight detour from the creative stuff and just lightly touch on the relationship stuff that uh, you were mentioning because it's maybe it's not so much as a detour because relationships are a very important part of our creative journey as well and they they inform our art as yeah in in a very important way because Mm -hmm. yeah like it's it's one thing to create art in a vacuum and it's another thing to have to to create art and be surrounded by creative people who yeah, can or share, even just yeah who can who can share your ideas with and yeah also those people can help you to push past resistance as well yeah and, for sure yeah and and i mean i know i talked about the idea of the the the, the present self or your inner dad guiding you to become the person that you want to be but at mm-hmm. the same time, there are people out there who can play that part too. Like you, yeah. it's like you have, it could be a mentor who could guide yeah. you along this journey, yeah. and it could be it could be just fellow creative peers who are mm-hmm. able to give really insightful feedback on yeah. your art. That and that could push you along as well. And yeah. we all know of really successful creative people who were guided by by mentors or who had who had fellow people to yeah to to bounce ideas off and yeah one, one of the one of the people that i could think of whether, whether you like him or not uh, all, all the listeners out there is is eminem and <laughs> i mean he okay i mean i'm not the biggest fan of some of his lyrics but he is yeah, very yeah. he is a very talented artist yeah but at the same time he wouldn't have gotten the head start and he wouldn't have gotten anywhere if it wasn't without the input from his friend dr dre yeah and it's it's i would say the same thing about michael jackson that he mm. wouldn't have gotten to where he would be able to go without Lionel Richie and mm. it's the same as the Beatles as well they probably wouldn't their their music probably wouldn't have been listened to or appreciated as much if they didn't have George Martin as their yeah. engineer so yeah. uh, I mean I've, I've talked about the whole idea of almost being self-directed and mm-hmm. having an inner father or or uh, a present self directing you to where you want to be and helping to push past resistance. But I think this thing has dawned upon me as well that we do need 
other people as well in our lives. Um, yeah. Whether it's fellow peers or someone older to direct us on this journey as well. And yeah, yeah. I I find that having good relationships is so important, right? To mm. to to have to being able to produce good art. I mean, sure, right? You can you can have a messed up background the same way Eminem had or mm-hmm. Chester Bennington had, right? Or Billy Corgan had. Yeah. And you could use that as fuel mm-hmm. for your art, right? But at the end of the day, it it's so much better if you had relationships with people who care about you yeah. and care about your art mm-hmm. and who are able to give you honest feedback and not mm. and not just criticism but helpful criticism, constructive yeah. criticism. And that would be able to, to guide you along as well. I mean, in my in my journey as a drummer, I know that my first few years it's like I wasn't the best drummer when I yeah. first started. And if I was to look back at the first few years of drumming, I would go, Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't that good at all. Yeah. But the fact that I could suddenly well, I could suddenly start playing drums and I could play at church and the fact that I had people around me Yeah meeting me at the at the time when I didn't know how to play drums and suddenly I'm able to play drums and I'm able to serve in, in church and those yeah, people yeah. going, Wow, that sounds great. Wow, like keep mm-hmm. going. Wow, I really enjoyed your drumming like mm-hmm. those those are the good bits and then you mm-hmm. have the not so good bits where it's like oh I think you're speeding up or I think you're playing <laughs> too many fills or I think yeah that like I need I think you need to tone down your drumming and all these like external inputs mm-hmm. I find that they help to guide the internal input and yeah and the present self and the inner dad to direct yeah. me to where I wanted mm-hmm. to go. And, yeah. and and which is why even to this day I, I really welcome like feedback and mm-hmm. criticism because it's going to guide me to the next phase of my musical journey so that yeah, I don't know man, like twenty years from now I can look back and say and say, Yeah, I really ap- appreciated that input, that criticism, mm. whether it's from myself or from other people, but because it helped me to become the person I was, like I I am today. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, I think every little bit helps in right informing your your journey of becoming not not necessarily a a professional musician who does music for a living, but mm-hmm. just being a a competent musician right yeah someone who who's able to follow a tune and who's able to 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 deduce the dynamics of the song and where where the the song needs to go and in other words to serve the song which to me is, Mm -hmm. is the backbone of being a good musician and yeah i would say to people who are just starting to play music it's it's great to have music theory and it's great to learn 
drum rudiments and scales mm-hmm. and various different ideas of music theory. But at the same time, I, I have to say that it's, that's not the end goal at the end of the day because oh, yeah. the end goal is to play music. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not to, yeah, it's not to be a professor of music theory. Yeah. Or a professor of scales and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, like, for me especially, the reason why I took up the drums or to and or take up guitar is not to memorize scales or execute all the scales brilliantly or to play perfect drum rudiments, really. It's yeah. it's to make music. And these and these things, scales and rudiments, are helpful in helping me to make music. But they by themselves are not the end goal, yeah. really. And I find that to be helpful in my musical journey. So, yeah, I think yeah. we we have covered quite a substantial amount of things. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whether whether we've hit the target or not. Uh, more times or not, it's. I think it's. Well, I think that's part of the journey, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, you know what? I always say that uh, a lot of our podcast is about 10, about 10% uh, is like 90% rambling and 10% helpful information. So hopefully it was some, somewhat helpful. I think, I think, I think we did provide, I, I think we did give some insight. I, I, I'd like to think we did. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully I, I, I'm sure it did. So yeah, no, I think it was good. I think, uh, no, I think we've covered a lot of ground, I think in terms of, um, this topic for sure and yeah um, yeah but uh but yeah i think we'll i think we'll wrap things up i think yeah unless there's anything else you want to add (laughs) i think yeah just carry on in your musical journey yeah i think yeah yeah use use um your inner self and your present self to direct you and to guide you and i guess we to some extent, we all know what what is best for ourselves and yeah. what we need to do to get to where we want mm-hmm. to go. Yep. So I would say, yeah, use that. And it's just having the drive. Yeah, and and don't forget to to yeah to to develop meaningful relationships with other people as well because they're, mm-hmm. they're they're part of this journey too. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hopefully that was. Uh, yeah, on that note, anyway, uh, thanks guys for uh, if you've if you got to this end of the podcast. Um, th- well, first of all, thank you. Uh, hope, um, but yeah, if you guys aren't following us on Spotify and Apple Music and all the stuff, you can. I mean, I don't see why why you shouldn't at this rate. I don't know. I'm yeah, not sure how many yeah. episodes we put out at this point, but um, yeah, hopefully, like you know, like um, if you know, give us a follow and and whatnot, and hopefully, uh, you know, it was helpful. Um, but yeah, this was this has been the uh, Creative Convoys podcast. Um, I'm and uh, yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know <laughs> what else. I don't know. Oh gosh, it's been a long day, guys. It's been a long day. It Sounds is, like it. Been, it. <laughs> it has been a long day. We we I don't know. Anyways, but um, but anyways, once again, this is the Creative Convoys podcast, and uh, yeah, we will catch you guys in the uh, the next episode. So stay safe, guys, and uh, yeah, catch you guys later. See ya. Take care, guys.